Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 113. We're going to talk about the challenges of moving up in age group when you're in the travel ball world. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor, Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20. It's good for you, saves you 20%. It also helps support everything fast pitch. Also, let's talk about our patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position to become a patron, please do so. We have a new patron, Aaron Londo. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on board. There's three different levels of support. If you're in a position where you can help us financially, we would love for you to become a patron. There's some benefits that go along with it. Uh, But the most important thing is it's a way for you to help us keep the wheels spinning on the podcast. Um, Coach Don and I are always trying to upgrade and do things well, continue to improve everything that we're doing, and all that stuff costs money, and the patrons are the people that are getting it done. So, Don, let's talk about moving up in age group in the travel ball world. That's kind of a tricky one, isn't it, Tori? I know, know when we leave coach pitch to player pitch there's uh, a little bit of issue with the consistency of pitchers when we move from 10u to 12u and we go up in size of the ball and the the impact that the weight of our barrel has in our performance and then also too how the pitching distance right when when we get a little bit more time and a little bit more distance there it slows things down for our hitters you know as well so that can be tricky and Every level, I think, has a little different twist and a little different uh, uniqueness about it. Right. When I think in the youngest ages, the move up from uh, group to group is definitely the most challenging. One, because I think the maturity level of the players is changing so much. The size and maturity of each player can be so different in those younger ages. I have a picture somewhere on my phone of a 12 and under softball game where the first baseman is probably 5'9", 5'10". Right. And the base runner is maybe four foot eight. <laughs> right. And they're standing next to each other. And it really is the total David and Goliath looking kind of picture uh, because they're so different. And, if, you know, of course, the caption is somebody said this is 12 and under. Right. But the reality is that you can see those kinds of differences in, in those earlier ages. And one of the things that I've seen now, having been through it, is that typically if, if a team is predominantly one year birth year group, so an 06, 07, 08, Sure. That as they work their way up, the first year in each of the younger age groups, the first year in 12 and under, the first year in 14 and under, again, is a pretty big challenge because that one-year difference seems to be really big for those 12-year-old groups. A lot and of growth and experience, kids. right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny to see the difference in kid on an 07 team versus a kid on an 08 team to see how much more mature that one year seems to make them, how much more physically developed they are, bigger, stronger looking all those different things. So it's it's really kind of an interesting thing to see. You know, the one thing that has changed a lot in, you know, over the years is once upon a time, it was really a badge of honor for a younger player to play up. 
You know, if you, if you yeah. were a 16 year old and you were good enough to play on an 18 and under team, that was like, holy cow, you know, she must be something amazing. Sure. Um, back in the early, early days, you know, some of the greatest players in our game, they aspired to that. You know, Dot Richardson is famous for, you know, playing on a women's open major team with, you know, the best players on the planet As when she teenager. was a high school age kid. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, she ended up being one of the greatest players that's ever played, but I think that's more the exception than the rule. And now that age group softball has become so big and there's so many options, it seems less and less prevalent to see a kid, a younger player, even a really talented player, trying to play up in age. So I think that that's one of those things that we have to always kind of keep in mind that there's different angles to it. The one thing I would tell all our coaches is as we're aging up is that the game is going to keep changing as the level that we're playing at changes. It's going to get faster. It's going to get more consistent. It's going to get more explosive. For the most part, the pitching is going to continually get better and better. And that's one of the things I think sometimes is, uh, is part of the obstacle that kids have to overcome. No, I think that's exciting from the hitting standpoint, Tori, when the pitching gets more developed and they're more around the strike zone. I know at the really younger age, you know, the 10U in particular, you know, when we first start getting player pitch settings, the consistency is just not there for hitters to truly get into that yes, yes, yes mode, though we still work for it. And eventually it happens because the pitching does continue to get better. But, you know, the 12 and 14U, pitchers are pretty polished, yeah. you know, often. And they're in that zone and you better be on your game as a hitter. Yeah, when I think you're touching on an important part of this, you know, in, in the youngest age groups, getting walked and getting wild pitched and uh, pass balled around the bases is part of a lot of team strategy. And so we get a lot of hitters that are a little bit more passive. They're thinking more about, you know, working the count longer, seeing if they can get walked as a way to help themselves get on base. And so I think that that's a challenge for some hitters. And I think I see it now with players as they start to move up because they go from going up to the plate, hoping for and thinking there's a good chance I could get walked. Lulled to sleep. A and, little. And, right. And that's a great way to say it. You know, they're just a little bit off. They're a little bit late. They're a little bit hesitant. And all of a sudden it's strike one, strike two, and they haven't even thought about hitting yet. So now all of a sudden they... What's happening here? Yeah, and now they are in panic mode because, holy cow, I got a swing. Now I've got two strikes. And then they're you know, not quite ready. They haven't you know, taken advantage of those first two strikes to figure anything out. And so all of a sudden they're swinging like crazy people at, at horrible pitches and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I know that's uh, it's exciting to watch, though. And the pitching does come around. And when it is around the strike zone, if they're aggressive at that point, they can still do some good things. Right. And so I think the other thing that we have to always be thinking about from a coaching perspective is as our teams age up, our level of expectation for the things that they should be able to do and do well should also continue to grow and develop. Um, you know, I think for many of the younger teams, you know, just knowing that we've got kids that can throw and catch and make the fundamental routine plays pretty consistently is a, a pretty realistic set of goals to be shooting for. But as they get a little bit older, you know, the idea of running bunt coverages really well, running relays and cutoffs really well, you know, double plays and different types of more advanced skills should be stuff that we start to help them experience more and more and teach them about, uh, give them that opportunity, because as they continue to grow, they're going to want to challenge themselves to do some of that harder, cooler, more fun stuff. Well, I like what you're saying there, Tori, because all these things that we've been introducing or, or telling the, the 10U, 11 age group, that these kind of things are going to start happening, really do start happening. Yeah. And they get to experience it, like you said. 
once they do and they see the benefit of all the little detailed things that you've been trying to stress to them, how beneficial they are, then it comes to light. Yeah. And I think one of the things that it's important for us as coaches, we have to kind of keep all of this in perspective. And now I don't like the idea of thinking because we're a first year team, it's okay for us to get our butts kicked all the time, because I think that's kind of the weak way out. I think we should still be holding our players accountable and and expecting them to try to play the game at the highest possible level that they're capable of. But I think we also still have to be realistic. If we're playing a whole team of kids that are older, bigger, stronger than us, there's going to be some times when it just doesn't go our way. And so I think we have to... But what a feather in your cap when it does. Yeah, but I think we have to also kind of reframe the way we're thinking about it. So instead of always worrying about the outcome score-wise, we have to look for different kinds of victories. Are we making more plays? Are we making more pitches? Are we hitting the ball harder, more consistently? Are we more competitive with some of the better older teams, some of those kinds of things? And I think if we can kind of focus on the process a little bit more and not get too wrapped up in the, oh my gosh, you know, we went one and three this weekend or you know, two and five this weekend or whatever it was, to start to look for the victories within those five losses, to look for the things that we're gaining momentum on so that we're building momentum as we continue to grow and develop. Because if a first-year team in an age group gets used to getting their butts kicked, the unfortunate thing is they get used to getting their butt kicked. And it's not necessarily right. an easy thing to say, well, hey, now we're the older kids, so we're going to kick everybody else's butt. You know, I think sometimes the collateral damage that can happen to a team uh, that just gets used to things going badly Losing. can stick. No, habits, right? Yeah. And, and so, again, I think, you know, judging uh, what's happening in a, in a different perspective is important. And so, you know, the whole moving up in age group thing is going to be exciting. It's going to be challenging. But if we as coaches are continuing to develop our plan and grow our vision for what our team can be, continuing to add more and more stuff into the mix that they should be able to incorporate into their game as they continue to get better, I think that's a good part of a successful plan waiting to happen. And then the second part about it is making sure that we stay realistic about it, that there's going to be some weekends that just are not going to necessarily go our way victory-wise. But if we keep focusing on getting better, playing better, becoming a better team, before you know it, you might have a tournament later in the year that that team that crushed you at the beginning, now you knock them off and, and end up you know advancing in a tournament and those kinds of things. And I've seen it happen. When it happens, it's a lot of fun, but it's hard to sometimes keep your perspective because if... Getting your butt kicked is just getting your butt kicked. Sometimes it's just hard to you know look past that and see the silver lining within it. And that could be six or eight months later, and that's a huge growth opportunity right. for an eleven-year-old, right? Right. So that can be just as you said, super exciting to to see them grow into you know that next level. Right. So if you're out there playing in a fall tournament now with your first year whatever age group team, and things aren't going great, instead of being frustrated that you're losing. Start looking for the things that you can build on to keep your kids going in the right direction and bank on the fact that the payoff is going to be delayed. You know, you're not going to get paid off next weekend necessarily. It might not be next month. It might be, as you said, Don, six, eight months from now. It might be, you know, at the national tournament, all of a sudden that team that kicked your butt in uh, October or November is the team that you, you know, beat in a a hard-fought good game at the nationals or whatever it might be. And so I think it's important to keep it all in perspective. But the whole moving up in age group thing is going to be a challenge for everybody. How we handle it's going to have a lot to say with how it goes. And if we handle it the right way, I think it can be a really solid and, and strong move up the food chain. If we freak out and lose our minds, it's going to be freaked out <laughs> and we're going to not accomplish quite as much. And Tori, it gets easier, right? When we start getting to 
from 14s to 16s and 16s to 18s, right. the differences are, are much smaller. The pitch speed is not a huge impactful thing. Right. Um, they're just a little bit more refined, fine-tuned. They make fewer mistakes and so forth at the higher age group. But, you know, you got high school freshmen. You know, they might be 14 or 15 years old playing against seniors, 18-year-olds. Right. They plug in and function just fine. That difference in age isn't as big a deal then. Yeah, and I think you're you're hitting that nail right on the head that uh, as we get older, it's a little bit less impactful. There's a lot of 16-year-old players that you couldn't tell are 16 when they're playing against 18-year-old players. But it's a whole lot different when we're talking about 12-year-old players playing against 13-year-old players sometimes. So so coaches, keep it all in perspective. Enjoy the journey. Uh, Make sure you're thinking about the process, not just the outcome, and everything's going to go a whole lot better. So that's going to wrap up number 113. Make sure you check out Anderson Bat Company. Take advantage of that EFP20 discount, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you have suggestions, questions, ideas, reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Coach Don and I love hearing from our listeners and talking about stuff that's of interest to you. So for uh, Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.